Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert in the beautiful state of Arizona, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show tonight, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. You can also find us on Gab and Gitter. And find our website by searching www.thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find my books, our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, t-shirts, and our behind-the-scenes content on Patreon, as well as our free show archive with links to all of the different radio and podcast players. I know people like to listen to different players, whether that's Deezer, GeoSavin, Google, Apple, etc. So they're all linked up there for you can also copy and paste the RSS link, put that into your phone or your tablet or your computer if you have an RSS reader, and it'll automatically, of course, bring you the shows when they are uploaded after the main broadcast Monday through Friday. If you'd like to get rid of the advertisements in those shows, though, you can subscribe to the full show archive. You'll get a lot more than just the show, though, without those ads. You'll also get our montage archive, my digital books, a private RSS feed, and when the show is pre-recorded, you'll get early access to the show. So that means you could get the show at noon. You could get the show at 1 or 2 o'clock. When it's pre-recorded, it's usually much earlier in the day, in the morning. So please subscribe if you want to get access to all that. And you're also supporting The Secret Teachings. We don't have sponsors or advertisers here. So when you subscribe, when you buy a book, when you grab a water filter, that's what keeps us on air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. As I said last night, we also have a big announcement coming up next week, next Friday. Some of you might already know about this announcement. It's on social media. For those of you who don't know, go check it out, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. It's good news, mostly good news, and uh, I'm very excited about it. I'll tell you more about that next week. Last night I saw there was a story that kept popping up in my news feed. Everything that I got on my, my Mac, my laptop, I was watching the hockey game last night. And uh, I was watching the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, sweep the Florida Panthers. Hockey is one of those things that brings me back to the, the old me when I was a kid. And uh, even when I was on there, I, I, I got rid of the stream when the game was over. And I got back on the internet for just a second to look at an email. And lo and behold, there's the same article again. It just kept popping up over and over and over again. So I clicked on the article and I finally printed it out. And it's about the Southern Baptist Convention leaders who had perpetuated, according to a 300- to 400-page report from Guidepost Solutions, that the Southern Baptist Convention has covered up sex abuse, child abuse, etc., for decades. They've simply ignored reports of sex abuse, and they've just dismissed that they haven't even tried to fix the problem. At least the Catholic Church pretends like they care. The Southern Baptists apparently don't even want to pretend like they care. They just simply have dismissed, based on this report, any recommendation for reform 
any kind of solution to the problem. And they've actually demeaned and worked towards preventing people who have been abused from being able to obtain any kind of any kind of solution. Even uh, you know a tip of the hat like, yep, we raped you. Nothing. Nothing. The 300-page-plus report, I've read two different articles, 300 pages, one said 400. I, n- nobody in news can get their facts straight. So 300 to 400 pages, I have no idea. 300 to 400 pages, it's a report from Guidepost Solutions, and it contains details about how the nation's largest Protestant denomination, the Southern Baptist Group, the Southern Baptist Convention, the SBC, how they've responded to a growing sexual abuse crisis within its ranks. Now, the new details, the new report, finds allegations of sexual assault against their former president, Johnny Hunt, former SBC president. Now, that was 12 years ago when he ended his term. So these are abuse allegations that go back decades, literally. They also involve high-ranking staff who, I guess, were um, maintained by the, by the churches, uh, hundreds of ministers, all of, all of which involved in sexual misconduct, people that either did the, the act, they were involved in the abuse, or they had information and they did nothing about it. Now, we've told you for years on The Secret Teachings, for those of you who don't know, The Secret Teachings goes back about 11 years. And professionally, we go back about six. When we got on Dark Matter Radio, I've told this story dozens of times, so apologies if you've heard it. One of the things that Art Bell and Keith Rowland did not want us to discuss was human trafficking, sex abuse, ritual abuse. Even if those subjects talked more to the the theme of paranormal subjects and black magic, which we often did that on the show. And uh, Keith Rowland didn't want us to discuss those things. And it turns out the reason for that was officially because Art Bell's son had been abused but there was another reason. Before Art Bell even got involved, it was Keith Rowland from the Dark Matter Radio Network who was telling us, don't talk about those things because that makes the network liable. And I was always confused how it was liable to talk about something that was mainstream news, to talk about something that was officially being reported or even acknowledged, for that matter, by the Catholic Church, by the Vatican, by whomever. To, to, to read statements by lawyers or law firms, to read statements by... I don't know, judges in court, like I, I was being told that it was, I was liable for that. And then I found out the reason why Keith Rowland really didn't want us to talk about it. Because when he would ask for proof of what, what we were saying, and it's not like we, we harped on it every night, when he would ask for proof, I would send him you know, the documents, the articles. I mean, it could have been CNN, CBS, it could have been a, a, a court case and something a lawyer said, victims making claims, allegations, etc., and sending the proof, and he'd still say, "Well, don't talk about it then. Or you got to censor your show. We can't. We can't have that stuff on the network. That that's that's that that kind of stuff is is slanderous. It's libel." I was like, "It's not if it's true, though. It's not if I'm covering a court case. It's not if it's mainstream news. I'm just reading the headline. Look, CNN." So I found out the reason why. The reason why was because Keith Rowland was a Republican, and for some reason, it rubbed him the wrong way that we would dare talk about the Catholic Church or we would dare talk about human trafficking, sex trafficking, child trafficking, child sex abuse, etc. And uh, that didn't really, if I'm being honest with you, that 
that connection, that correlation didn't really ring true to me until last night and this morning. Because when I was coming up with today's show, tonight's show, I thought when I was reading through these articles, possession and child abuse, these very dark things that have a theological, religious theme to them, these things are, for some reason, highly, highly, highly political. So Keith Rowland didn't like us talking about those things, also because I had said that anybody who voted for George Bush was, was a moron, and Keith Rowland apparently had voted for George Bush and, and didn't like that I made that statement. And that's when I pissed off you know, Republicans, and then I started to talk about Democrats, and people also got the same kind of attitude. Now, the reason I bring up politics is because, well, I'm not actually bringing it up. Keith Rowland brought it up at that time. I'm not actually bringing it up. In fact, the articles that I read about the Southern Baptist Convention leaders being involved in this sex abuse, it's all about politics. It's all about how the SBC is highly conservative, and these highly conservative groups are just crawling with pedophiles and rapists and, 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 and abusers, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you flip the script and you look at the other side, what you hear is that all the, the liberals are involved in this kind of thing. That The liberals are the ones that they're, they're, they're abusing children. They're the ones that are the pedophiles. They're the ones that are, that are underneath of pizza restaurants raping kids with, uh, with dildos or something. I mean, it, see, the thing is, it, not only does it go both ways, but politics has absolutely nothing to do with it. And yet both sides make abuse a political subject. And I find that to be absolutely 100% reprehensible. I find it to be demeaning. I find it to be degrading. I find it to be wrong. I find it to be the definition of evil. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care what your group is, what your identity is. And that really brings us to the subject of of possession, because that's what politics, religion, anything, your sex, your gender, your group collective identity. That's what it all is. It's all about, about possession. And those ideas possess you. That's, I mean, when we talk about we have possessions, we have, you know, we have plates and cups in our kitchen, we have a couch, we have a TV, we have uh, you know, books, whatever it is, we, we have possessions. But the philosophical question is, do we have those possessions or do those possessions possess us? They possess our space. They might possess our house, our apartment, wherever we are. I mean, we take possession of them, we have them, but they also have us. I mean, we become so attached to physical items, it's as if we are possessed by them. We, we become so attached to, to ideas, to ideology, that we become possessed by them. And it doesn't matter how many, for lack of a better word, because this word has been scrambled today, how many facts we set before an individual who is hysterical, an hysterical emotional response to something is going to override any form of logic or reasoning. An exaggerated and uncontrollable emotion or excitement, usually among a group of people, individuals not so much, but in a group of people, particularly those who share your point of view, the word hysteria is a very good word to describe how those people act. 
Now, let's, let's look at the politics of possession. Think about this for a second. January 6th. If you define the word, because the media tells you this word every day, so let's just go ahead and define the word. What is an insurrection? An insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or a government. Violent, obviously, would imply that there's going to be some kind of violence. Using physical force to hurt or to kill somebody. I'm just reading you the definition of these words. So that means that what happened on January 6th was probably not an insurrection because if there really were people that were trying to overthrow the government and rise up against authority, they probably would have brought weapons. They probably would have brought guns and it would have been a lot more violent than the Capitol Police shooting some girl. It would have probably been a lot more violent than police opening the doors and letting people walk in through ropes that were coordinating off certain parts of the Capitol. It had probably been more violent than somebody just sitting down in Nancy Pelosi's chair. I mean, is it tasteful? No. Is it right? I don't think so. But it's not an insurrection. By no means, by no definition, is it an insurrection. They're using that word to invoke that feeling. But what it is, and obviously conservatives, this is the problem that I have. Conservatives will say, yeah, it's not an insurrection. You get them. But actually, it is a form of insurrection, but it's an intellectual, psychological form of insurrection. It's hysteria. That's why people ran into the Capitol. Hysteria. Because they, they were suffering from an uncontrollable emotional response to something that they, they didn't know what was going on. Same thing with people that go downtown and they protest, and they have a right to protest as long as it's peaceful and they're not violent. But when you get people that are downtown and they're maybe holding up a couple of signs and whether you agree or disagree, I mean, they have a right to protest, whether it's, you know, they want Roe versus Wade to not be overturned, whether they don't, they've never even read it most of the time. They don't know that it doesn't actually guarantee you an absolute right to abortion, but they can, they can protest. I mean, I stand for that person's right to protest, whether I agree with them or not. But the problem is when more and more people get involved, you get people that are agent provocateurs that can take a peaceful protest and turn it violent which is probably what happened at the Capitol. And it's probably, even to be fair, you'll probably never hear me say this again, but even to be fair to Black Lives Matter and all these other groups in cities around the country that have protested violently and rioted, a lot of those groups were peaceful initially, and then because of an agent provocateur, organically or inorganically, it became violent. I saw that myself when I was at the Occupy Wall Street protests in Orlando years ago. It'd be a totally peaceful event. There was, of course, no organization and no structure. But I would be down there just to see what was happening. And there usually would be some people that would come in all black clothing, waving anarchist flags and start smashing things, turning dumpsters over, breaking windows. And then the media would come and go snap, 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 picture, picture, picture. And they would say, look, violent anarchists attack banks in downtown Orlando. Didn't actually happen. We were just sitting down there talking. But some people came through and decided to do those things. And that's how the media portrayed it. So I don't care if you're left or right or down the middle or you're on another planet somewhere. It's hysteria. It's an uncontrollable emotional response, usually when you're in a group of other people. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, because if you believe in Christ, if you believe in Allah, if you believe in X, Y, Z, not only do you have a right to believe in whatever you want to believe in, a right to practice your religion, but you also have a right to exist within your own group and feel comfortable among other Muslims or Christians or Jews or whoever. The problem is when those groups become violent or the problem is when those groups like the Southern Baptist Convention 
use a religious headline to cover up all of their rampant sexual abuse. And th- this is where we come to, no, no pun intended, we come to a crossroads because the Catholic Church, for example, and you know from the story I told you a few minutes ago, I am an absolutely opposed person to the rampant abuse in the Catholic Church. But I also know the trick of the opposing, generally speaking, political affiliations. They hate the church. They hate God. They hate morality. They hate structure. They hate family. They hate all things that are beautiful, all things that are living, which makes them, by definition, evil. E-V-I-L, it's an inversion of L-I-V-E. So the people that go after the church saying, we should get rid of churches, they're raping kids. Hold on a second, time out. The church doesn't profess that children should be raped or trafficked or abused. The church can profess very positive things that build communities. Is the church filled with people that do do those horrible things? Yes. Is it because of God? No. It's not because of God. It's because of corruption within the church. It's because of the devil more than it is God. And the devil has his talons in most churches because most churches, you can see on the surface the proof of this, do not support basic Christian values. And for whatever reason, I'm not sure, for whatever reason, a lot of churches now are flying rainbow flags. I thought everybody was always welcome at church, but now churches are taking more political stances. Not all churches, of course, probably not most Baptist churches, probably not a lot of Catholic churches, but there's a lot of churches flying rainbow flags. To me, that's just a sign the church has been overtaken by by a political thing that has nothing to do with religion. Because... Well, if we're all God's children, we're all welcome. We don't need to fly individual flags that represent our, our, our personal sexual or gender preferences. That's absolutely insane. But again, that's the politics of religion, and that's the politics of possession, possession by ideology. So when you look at what the Southern Baptist leaders are being accused of, you look at what the Catholic leaders are being accused of, there is no doubt archbishops, There is no doubt pastors, there is no doubt priests and high-level people within any of these churches, Baptist, Catholic, you name it, that they're involved in horrific actions. I mean, from money laundering to to running children and and, and selling babies, and yeah, but we also have to honestly ask the question, Are there some people that are suing the Catholic Church or that are suing or trying to sue the Southern Baptists who aren't actually the victims of abuse? I would say logically, yes. I would say from a legal perspective, I would would assume that a lot of people that are in the legal profession can assume that when the, the getting is good, people are going to file lawsuits to try to get a couple of dollars claim that they were abused. And when you have states like California that have established uh, look-back windows so that you can file uh, lawsuits against the church from things that happened you know, years ago, that can also encourage people to make up false stories and then jump on the bandwagon and try to get some money out of the church. So does that mean the church isn't corrupt? No, it's not a black and white issue. My viewpoint, totally arbitrary, totally, I would say, a random number I'm choosing, but I would say 
a good 60 to 70 percent of, of Catholic officials and probably Southern Baptist officials are involved in this garbage. And I think a lot of those 60, 70 percent are people at the highest levels. The average person on the street who's a Baptist, because I grew up a Baptist, the average person who is a Catholic, they're not a corrupt piece of trash. And they're probably not trying to rape kids. It's the high-level officials up in the, the higher echelons of the church. Those are the people that are involved in this. So we shouldn't, as they say, throw the baby out with the bathwater. We shouldn't throw the whole church out because even if three-quarters of them are corrupt, because there's still a foundation there that our society, our culture, various cultures need, or there's total chaos. And the people that are waging a war against churches and established religious orders that could include Islam, Judaism, etc., are doing so because they want chaos. They're anarcho-communists most of the time. They want there to be no institution, and they're using the rampant abuse in the church to tear down the steeple. But for those of you who still can't understand, that doesn't mean the church is a good institution or that we should allow priests and pastors and other people in the church to abuse children. And we shouldn't allow the church to just move people from one church to another. That's wrong. But objectively speaking, there still is a war on churches and a war on God, which is morality and ethics and virtue and all the good things in life. And that needs to be acknowledged so we don't throw the whole system out. What do we end up with as a result of that? We end up with absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. The SBC, Southern Baptist Convention. Some of the stuff that is in this report is, uh, is light. However, compared to Jeffrey Epstein, it's light compared to all of the other forms of abuse in the Catholic Church. But the point still is, how many of these cases are real? How many of these cases are made up? I'd say most of them are real. A lot of them are probably made up. But that's not really even the point. The point is, it's the politics of possession and how they're trying to frame this as, well, since Baptists are involved in this, it must mean conservatives are involved in this, and that means conservatives are pedophiles. That's what the mainstream news is suggesting. And then on the other side, you got conservatives saying, oh, it's all liberals that are pedophiles. Uh, everybody, Everybody's a pedophile now? I don't understand that. And I've been an advocate and, 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 and very vocal about such a subject for about a decade now. I'm going to try to be objective about it tonight on the broadcast. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, the politics of possession. We're going to get into more of that coming up in the show tonight. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info, the music tonight, White Bat Audio. Stay with us. There's more after this. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on, and my secret TV, and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is John Peasy at JohnPeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teaching. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. So it's not just the Catholic Church, it's also the Baptist churches involved in sexual abuse of minors, children, you name it. A 300 to 400 page report on the Southern Baptist Convention has come out from Guidepost Solutions containing details about the nation's largest Protestant denomination and how they've responded or rather neglected to respond to a growing number of sexual abuse cases mostly within the highest ranks of the organization. Some of the allegations include former SBC President Johnny Hunt, other high-ranking staff members who maintained a list of hundreds of names of ministers accused of sexual conduct but did nothing about it. That's how the procedure is operated, of course. That's how it is in the Catholic Church. They do nothing about it. They actually move members of the church from one church to another church to another church to alleviate the pressure to remove the spotlight and, of course, to simply cover up the abuse and to help perpetuate it. The SBC's law firm even repeatedly advised leaders not to take action when those leaders were approached with concerns about abuse or reform, according to the report from Guidepost Solutions. 
They're investigating 333 people and looking at five terabytes of data. Now, the Southern Baptists were also hit in 2019 with an elaborate investigative report from the Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio Express News. Those two newspapers reported 700 cases of sexual abuse by clergy and other employees of SBC churches. Victims of sexual abuse had pleaded for the SBC to act, but of course their lawyers had said, don't act, saying it was allowing predators to move from church to church. SBC, for its apparent refusal to deal with the sexual abuse crisis, in 2021, uh, they had an annual meeting, and uh, they authorized third-party investigators instead to look into the abuse. Just It's, it's a cover-up from start to finish. The Houston Chronicle said, and this is a quote, For 20 years, leaders of the Southern Baptist Convention, including a former president, now accused of sexual assault, routinely silenced and disparaged sexual abuse survivors, ignored calls for policies to stop predators, and dismissed reforms that they privately said could protect children, but might cost the SBC money if abuse victims later sued. Hence the reason that the scumbag attorneys probably told them, no, you you shouldn't report this or deal with this, just don't say anything. The SBC also uh, attempted, and this is this is where I get confused, and this is also where I come up with the, the idea for tonight's show. The SBC professed helplessness in dealing with sexual abuse, though it had managed to militantly stamp out any sign of liberalism in its churches following what they called a conservative resurgence in the 1980s and 1990s. This is what I call the politics of possession or the possession of politics. Everything is reduced to politics. Everything is a reduction. It doesn't matter what the subject is. If the subject is your favorite ice cream, it's reduced to politics. Hey, you know Joe Biden likes ice cream, right? You know, he eats those ice cream cones. What are you, a liberal? Everything's reduced to politics. Ah, I like a slice of pizza. What, what are you, one of those pedophiles at ping pong pizza? Are you raping kids in the basement? With big salamis, everything's reduced to politics. This is from the Intelligencer. I've also got reports from the USA Today and others, and it's about how the SBC is so hyper-conservative, they move to stamp out any sign of liberalism in their churches. I mean, I, 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 under, I understand to some extent because I personally cannot really tolerate to be around liberals anymore. Obviously, real liberals are different, but whatever these people are today that are hysterical, that scream, spit, throw things, break things, riot, I mean, they're, they're not actually liberals. In fact, anybody who does that isn't a liberal or a conservative. They're not political at all. They're actually suffering from uncontrollable emotional states. It's called hysteria, and it's usually found in groups of people that share a collectivized ideology as part of a hive mind, and they're driven by emotions rather than reason. So this isn't a political thing, but they're making it a political thing. The Chronicler reported, quote, anyone who contacted the National Office to report a suspected case of sexual abuse at a Southern Baptist church was either met with silence or told that the SBC had no power to take action against congregations that concealed abuses. Of course, next month, the month of June 2022, next month, the SBC is holding its annual meeting in Anaheim, California. Now, listen to this report from the intelligencer. Listen to this. The fresh allegations 
could take some of the wind out of the sails of militant conservatives who want the SBC to double down on political engagement by doing more to fight critical race theory and any hint of tolerance for feminism or LGBTQ plus rights. So let's just say that is what the SBC is doing. I mean, if you're, if I grew up a Baptist, and believe me, Baptists are very, 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 very strict. You know, we had, um, I was actually talking to a listener the other day. We went out to eat, uh, Joe here in, in Arizona, and uh, I was telling him how when I was in school, they had, uh, they had rules that you, you had to have a certain length of pants, uh, obviously skirts for girls. You had to wear a certain type of clothing. Usually it was uniforms, but they sent out a letter one time. I remember when I was very, very young, it's just, it's just a random memory, but I, they sent out a letter that said, you know, you can't even go to like PG-13 movies because if you're at a PG-13 movie and we catch you, you'll be expelled from school. And I remember sitting there, and I, I, I so vividly remember asking my mom this. I said, so you're going to get kicked out of school for one of a PG-13 movie? Because we, we went to movies all the time. We, we, I, I love movies. And I said, but how do they know you were there unless they were also at the PG-13 movie? You know, just an honest question from a kid. Kids are usually pretty honest. And so I, I remember asking that question. The Baptist church was very, very strict, but... I also remember this. I, I remember that uh, the, the, the guy that ran the, the school that I went to, this guy was like sleeping with five or six of, of, the, of, the, of the women who I think most of them were married at the school. And then our, our, the pastor at the church, he was having an affair with, I, I think, at least, at least one, probably more. I, I think it was like two, but at least one uh, of the people in the church. And he was married with kids. And, and that's not, you know, raping a child, but it's just... I talk about sexual misconduct. Talk about something that's just inappropriate for, for a man of God or for a woman of God to engage in. And, they, and that's another thing. They always go, in those cases, they always go after the, the, the guy who did it. Well, what about the woman who's also married with kids? Why, why can't it be her fault too? Why is it just the scumbag guy? Because he's a pastor? I mean, I mean that's bad enough. It, it's just, it's rampant everywhere. And it's not just in the church. It's not just in the school system. It's not just in Boy Scouts. It's everywhere. And the reason it's everywhere is because people really have lost their connection to God. Now, obviously, when I say that, people say, Ryan's a Christian. I don't know how that makes me a Christian because you either can't verbally you know, process anything after I make that statement or you just are being stupid. Because when I say God, I mean morality. I mean ethics. I mean virtue. I mean order out of chaos. I mean structure. That's what I mean by God. And if you remove those elements, I just group them together and put them under the heading of God, then you get chaos. You get chaos out of order. And that's what agent provocateurs do in situations where you have peaceful protests. And that is no doubt what is happening with the Catholic Church and the Baptist Church. You have people that are trying to take advantage of of lawsuits so that they can make some money. You have people that are trying to take advantage to make the church look worse because they're not really concerned about pedophilia or human trafficking or sexual abuse or affairs. They're not concerned about any of that or morality. They don't care about that. What they care about is making the church look bad because making the church look bad makes God look bad. That's what they're concerned with. But does that mean that people aren't abused? Absolutely not. 
This is not a black and white issue. So the Southern Baptists have been struck with a number of reports over the years. This kind of uh, abuse is, is rampant. But it's not just, of course, the Baptists. It's also the Catholics. 750 lawsuits uh, or more, at least 750, have been filed in California against the Catholic Church, the Catholic uh, dioceses, since January of 2020. And the end of this year, December 31st, marks the close of California's three-year look-back window, which has allowed plaintiffs to file civil suits for childhood sexual abuse no matter how long long ago the, the alleged events took place. And now because they're facing hundreds, thousands of lawsuits, a group of Catholic bishops are now going to take their challenges to the U.S. Supreme Court. The, the Catholic bishops are saying that as they're faced with potentially ruinous liability, obviously churches would have to pay out billions, and some churches are probably going to have to shut down. That's exactly what the atheist anarcho-communists want. But that doesn't mean that the churches aren't rampant with abuse. And that's what's, that's what's so sick about this. Nobody cares about the trafficking. Nobody cares about the children being abused. What they care about is, I'm an anarchist. I hate God. I want to use these kids being abused to shut down the church. And then, what are the Catholic bishops concerned with? Covering it up so they can continue to do it. It isn't a political thing. It's just total possession by, by greed and ideology. And it's basically, the, it's just the seven sins incarnate in various different forms. And and then you've got women, men, children, teenagers abused and trafficked, and uh, they're being dismissed because some crazy anarcho-communist scum Antifa who live in their parents' basement want to get rid of the church because they don't like God for whatever reason. I mean, that's just beyond reprehensible. And then on the other side, of course, you have the church trying to cover it up. And you have groups, you certainly have groups in newspapers that are investigating it and trying to bring light to the situation, but then their investigations are hijacked by people with political and religious motivations. It just makes me want to puke. So these bishops are going to the Supreme Court, and they want to ask the Supreme Court to declare the three-year look-back window unconstitutional. Now, at the moment, the law allows people younger than 40 to file complaints without any extra steps. Complaints older than 40 must, uh, or complainants older than 40, must obtain through an attorney a mental health evaluation that finds there is a reasonable basis to believe that the plaintiff had been subject to childhood sexual abuse. So at least that's a positive thing. At least there's some kind of regulation. There's some kind of guideline there's some kind of guidepost so it's not just totally frivolous but i mean i i have to tell you i have to speculate and think the only reason there's a three-year look back window in california i mean maybe it's an honest thing but i got to tell you if it's if it's honest great someone's exploiting it and if it's not honest it was exploitation from the get-go it's all about demeaning and degrading and bankrupting and shutting down the churches because the same people that are dismissing and overlooking and not concerned with the children and the people that are being abused and trafficked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're the same ones that are staunchly behind lockdowns and restrictions on travel and movement due to a so-called pandemic. They wanted the churches to be shut down. They wanted to restrict people's religious rights. It's the same, it's the same ideology. It's just a group collective hive mind of anarcho-communist, Antifa, jackbooted Gestapo scum. That's what it is. And they have no sense of reason, no sense of morality, no direction. 
They're just scum. It doesn't matter if they're human beings. You get MS and MS-13, they're also human beings. They have a spark of divinity in them. Well, when they rape and they kill and they steal and they murder and they torture, I mean, are they really still human beings or are they possessed by something that is otherworldly, other-dimensional? Are they possessed by something that's very theological? Because that's, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I, here, you know, yesterday I went to get gas at a gas station, okay? And I, I go to this one gas station here in Tucson because they, they always have cheaper gas by a few cents. Even if gas has gone up, you know, $4 because of Putin, right? So I, I go to this other gas station because they, they hate Putin here. They, they, they choose to, you know, sell their gas a little cheaper. So they're, I guess they're pro they're pro Putin there. So I go to this gas station and I know the reason they sell it cheaper for whatever reason, this gas station in Tucson, it's like a homelessness drug infused party. It's like they encourage drugged out homeless people to come hang out there. And every time I go there, there's always somebody that comes up and harasses me. And they always, I mean, black, white, they all, they all have the same voice. Like, man, can I get a dollar, man? I got to get a dollar. I got I to gotta get a dollar, man. I get something to drink. I get a dollar, a dollar. Can I get a dollar? Holla, holla, holla. Holla. And I'm like, first of all, just like in my head, I'm thinking, can you can you speak English? I mean, <laughs> can you can you at least like ask me, excuse me, sir, I'm having some tough times. Could you please spare a dollar? Maybe I'd be more inclined to give you a dollar. If people just come up to me like scratching their open meth wounds, being like, man, I got to get a dollar, man. I got to get on the bus, man. It's just like so I, I'm coming out of this this um, this gas station and um it's, a, it's just a funny story. We, the hockey game was on yesterday. I went to get gas before the hockey game. And uh, I got out my Tampa Bay Lightning hats. And Hope saw me put the hat on. She's like, well, she's like you just look weird with the hat on forward. <laughs> and I know I do. So she said, turn it around. You look, you look more approachable with the hat backwards. So I'm wearing the hat backwards. And I guess I was approachable. Because some guy, he comes over to me again. And he's kind of like limping over. But he's, he's walking. And, and I had just talked to a listener. We, we went out to dinner with uh, Joe and his, his fiance here in uh, Tucson. And I was talking about, you know, what to do with it when you're approached by someone on drugs like this. And I said, I, I just walk up to him and I, I hit him off. They're walking up to me. I walk up to them. I'm like, yo, man, you got a dollar? I need a dollar right now, man. I need a dollar. Come on, give me a dollar. Holla, holla, holla. Give me a dollar. That's what I do to him. And I did this to this guy yesterday and he, he stops and he's looking at me and he's like, man, you're, a, you're an a-hole. Man, you're a prick. And I say, I'm my prick. I'm, I'm I need a dollar, man. You're a prick. You're not giving me a dollar. You know, it's, it kind of goes on like that. So long story short, this guy is covered from head to toe in like open sores. He, he's, he's clearly on meth. His skin is rotting away. And he's, he walks over to me and, he, and, he's, and I said, why, why do you need a dollar? Like, what, what, what's going on here? He's like, man, I, I just, I, 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 I'm trying to make an earnest living. I was coming over trying to wash your windows and obviously just, you know, a BS story because I've, I've never heard a homeless person say that doesn't even have a thing of water. There's no water there. There's no squeegee. So again, long story short, this guy comes over, he kind of have this funny interaction. And I, and he says to me, he's like, man, I got two broken legs, man. And he's standing there. He walked over to me. I had two broken legs. And I said, you got two broken legs. How'd you break your legs? And he said, man, a car hit me in the intersection right over there. And I don't think he expected me to say this in return. I said, well, why didn't you, you know, get, why didn't you sue the person or like he's like, and he paused. He's like, um, Oh well, man, they got away, man. They got away, drove away, man. We got, we got away. I didn't, couldn't get him, man. This is a white guy, by the way. And so I said, so the guy he broke his legs. He's standing there. So, I mean, I, I, I got my gas and I left. I got, I told the guys like, if you need help, go to the city. I'm not giving you a dollar for meth basically. 
I said, because I said, did the, uh, well, what I asked, what I said to him, I was like, hey, listen, did the, uh, did the car also give you those meth marks all over your body? And I got in the car and I drove off. Now, I might not have been as frivolous about it if I didn't have my, my, my firearm with me. And I was, I was holding it, you know, as I'm getting gas. I didn't have a belt on. I'm holding out because I knew someone was going to come over to me. I'm just, look, I look at these people. I mean, people like that, that are, that are literally, their skin is rotting off of their bones and they're harassing people and attacking people. People are getting, the property's getting vandalized. People can't, they don't feel safe and the police won't do anything about it. It just, I'm reminded of that because of the, you know, the MS-13, the gangs, the violence. And we're supposed to act like because they're human beings and because we're decent people, we should just give them our house. We should just give them money. That, to me, that's not how it works. To me, that's not how the situation goes down. There's a difference between being homeless and being homeless and on crack or meth and attacking people and harassing people. Big difference. Like there's a difference between a riot and a protest. People that are alcoholics, people that are on drugs, obviously they act differently. Historically, the reason that our ancestors said people acted differently, and this is why we still call alcohol spirits, is because they believed they were actually possessed by something. That's why we call alcohol a spirit. They didn't fully understand it, at least in the official historical record, of why these things, you know, how they, they knew how to ferment them and make you know, beer and wine, but they didn't understand the, 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 the basis of the scientific process, so they said that they were spirits. They, these spirits inhabited people. Now, in modern paranormal investigations, modern even theology, you know, people will, will, um, will say that if you are taking drugs or drinking alcohol, that is going to act as a gateway to allow something to come into your body. And uh, it's basically allowing for some kind of, you know, like walk-in. Now, the reason they say that is obviously for the same reason. It's just a modern-day version of why they used to call beer and wine spirits or other kinds. I don't know what kind of alcohol. They meant all kinds of different types of alcohol. They called it spirits because they thought that people were actually possessed by something. And I, I submit that that is the same, it's the same thing when we're talking about something like an ideology. I mean, whether you're looking to get a dollar for, for, some, for, some, for a snack or some meth or you're trying to make some money to get some, some dope or whatever it is, or you're, or you're trying to convince people to either believe what you believe or you're going to break their windows and overturn their car, it's a possessive force. It could be an ideology. It could be chemical reactions in the brain. It could be induced by drugs. It could be induced by watching television. It's all possessive. All of it. People that, let's say, you have an individual who is extremely lustful and they are, maybe they're, um, maybe they're a serial rapist. You would say that that person, in demonological terms, is possessed perhaps by Asmodeus, because Asmodeus is the demon of lust. You, you, you would look at various demonic entities, and you would apply their identity to someone who is in correspondence with that, uh, with that, um, that idea or that concept that is embodied by, by the demon. I mean, there are, there are plenty of other demons. I mean, someone who perhaps is, is uh, tempted into immoral acts, however those acts are. You could say that they are possessed by the demon 
Oliker or Oliser. You could look at um, other demons, and you see that some demons actually provide, most demons actually provide protection. And they provide, uh, you know, wisdom, knowledge of plants and herbs, or, you know, whatever the case might be. So when you start to think of things in this way, think about demons and think about spirits and they're 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 basically the original form of psychology and psychiatry. Like today we don't think demonic possession is a real thing. We we consider it to be some kind of mental disorder, hysteria, a disassociative trance disorder, a disassociative possession disorder. There's all kinds of names for it. Developmental trauma disorder that can lead to this type of possession, pathological possession, trance, disassociative trance disorder. I mean, this is just the modern psychological and, 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 and psychiatry way of saying demonic possession. The difference between looking at the Solomonic demons and what they represent, and looking at modern psychiatry is one has been anthropomorphized. That's the only difference. It's just like a few a few nights ago, uh, last week I was on uh, Ground Zero with, with Clyde Lewis, and there was a guy who called in at the very end of the show and was talking about the Bible. And he was, he was saying something about how, you know, once... It, once again, of course, I know nothing about the Bible, as people think. But then again, I'm also a hardcore Christian, so I don't, I don't know how those two things can be true at the same time. But this guy calls in, and he's like, say something about the Bible, and and, and talking about uh, the Bible was written and, and you know by man, and it was written thousands of years ago, and 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 he said that you know the mythology is different than the Bible, and 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 I, I, every time someone says something like that, I'm thinking, no, it's not, no mythology was an original form of science. The Bible itself, the Quran, the Bible and the Quran are very scientific texts. For those of you who hate the Bible, who hate the Quran, that doesn't mean that they're absolute truth. By whatever definition, I'm just saying that the Bible, the Quran, these other, they are, for the time period in which they were written, they were science. They were metaphor. They were psychology and psychiatry. But even so, you have to understand that if you go back into the ancient world or the near ancient world, even Hippocrates, even Hippocrates said that there was another explanation for things like demonic possession, that it wasn't actual physical spirits. That it's a poorly understood disease that is attributed to their hysterical behavior. So hundreds of years B.C., man understood the concept of disease and disassociated it from things like demonic possession and spirits. Our modern world today, psychology, psychiatry, they, they look at everything and say, no, the, the, the ancient mythology and uh, demons, th- th- this would make you mentally ill and insane which is ironic if you believe in those things. It's ironic because those are concepts from the ancient world of things that are part of modern psychology and psychiatry, which involve things like disassociative identity disorder, uh, developmental trauma disorder, pathological possession trance. These are all part of the same playbook. Mythology is science. How does the world work? 
Demonology is psychology and psychiatry. Our emotions, how we react, what we are interested in. It's the, the unconscious and the subconscious mind. It's very Jungian. It's very Joseph Campbell. You put all these things together and understand that not only did our ancestors understand them just as we do today, they just called them something different. They, they anthropomorphized things. That's all that they did. They anthropomorphized things. And now today, we're, we're seeing a, you know, an increase in adherence to things like witchcraft and paganism and people that are trying to use magic to bind their political enemies. It's, it's just we're, we're everything that is paranormal, everything that is demonological, everything that is psychological, it's everything now is politics. People are possessed by politics. And you know what politics are? Many ticks, parasites, like the mind flayer from Stranger Things, things that get into your mind that want to control you, that want to dominate you, their ideas, anthropomorphize them as demons, and it all makes a lot more sense. De-anthropomorphize them as concepts, and they also make a lot more sense. It's the politics of possession. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. A lot more after this in hour number two. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. Check out our books, our subscription service, everything on the website. Stay with us. We'll be back. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. This is David John Oates from reversespeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. If you're listening in the free show archive, please go down to the bottom of the player, especially on Apple Podcasts. And if you have just a moment, leave us a review to let us and others know what you think of the show. It also helps to promote the broadcast. Give us a couple of stars, whatever you think we deserve. No need to tell me that there are advertisements in the free archive. I know that there are advertisements. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And if you'd like to contact me, maybe about positive or negative aspects of the show, rather than sending a review there, email me directly at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also find our full show archive without those outside advertisements at thesecretteachings.info. You'll get access to the full archive, the montages, the digital books. You'll also get access to the show before it airs, and you'll get the RSS feed that is private to plug into your player. Our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters, T-shirts on TeePublic, all the different The Secret Teachings designs, and you'll find my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy, only on our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. So the Southern Baptists, just like the Catholics, are overwhelmed by a series of sexual abuse allegations that go to the highest ranks within the Baptist churches. Guidepost Solutions published a 300- to 400-page report this week containing details about the nation's largest Protestant denomination and how not only have they been aware of the sexual abuse, it's gone all the way up to some of the highest members, including a former president of the SBC. And, according to the report, the SBC's law firm advised leaders not to take action when they were approached with concerns about abuse or even about reform in the church. Now, the Southern Baptists have been hit with several of these reports over the years. The most recent one prior to the one that just was released was in 2019. 
It was an investigation from the Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio Express News. It documented 700 cases of sexual abuse by clergy and other employees of SBC churches. Victims have, for years now, pleaded with SBC membership uh, members, uh, SBC leaders, to act. They, they, they said that basically what the church is doing is they're allowing the predators to move from one institution to another. They must be using the same Catholic lawyers because this is what the Catholic Church does. My problem, however, is I'd like to take a step back and I'd like to objectively analyze what's happening here. And what made me think that I need to take a step back and analyze this is these reports that I've read from the USA Today and from the Intelligencer and from an ABC News affiliate in California, there's this suggestion and this implication that the reason that the Southern Baptists are so involved in the, uh, the sexual abuse, in the covering up of the sexual abuse, and in the essential, uh, not only enabling, but the promotion of it within their higher ranks, they've tried in the media to make this a political issue. That's when I get very suspicious. When people can't acknowledge that someone who is raped, robbed, or otherwise the victim of a crime is the victim of a crime, and the crime is a crime regardless of the motivation for it. Now, that doesn't mean the DOJ, the FBI, the police, investigators, etc., 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 might not look for motivation. But even when you find motivation, most of the time, people are inspired to commit crimes out of desperation or out of hysteria, out of drug abuse, alcoholism, domestic violence, hatred, emotion. Just It's not because of things that we would define as being social justice issues. There are cases of that, but that's not really the big issue. That's why when we talk about, oh, there's hate crimes against certain groups, there's just crimes against certain groups. And there's crimes within certain groups. My point here is a hate crime, yeah, a hate crime, fine. If you need to find a way to figure out why the crime was committed, that's okay. But the point is, it's still a crime. Hate crimes are just hate crimes. They're just crimes. It's just crime. Someone who uh, kills somebody because they're, you know, it's a drug deal gone wrong, or someone kills somebody because they're really angry at them, accidental or not. Or someone kills somebody because of the color of their skin. It doesn't matter one way. It's still a crime. It's still homicide. You should, you should still go to prison. So that that violence doesn't spread to others. So, you, you know, make, you make communities safer by putting people that do those types of things in prison. It doesn't matter the reason why. So it's the same thing in the church. If you have bishops... If you have cardinals, if you have pastors, preachers, and people in the church that are more like clerks, and they are involved in trafficking, in abusing both physical and sexual, and doing things like when the the Predator Priest report came out in Pennsylvania a handful of years ago, 
I'll never forget reading that. I mean, I'll tell you what, I have a photographic memory of that whole article when that came out. It literally said the investigators found that priests and other members of the church, they, they not only were they raping children, they had actually, in one case, for example, and it's very graphic, they took a young boy, they stripped him down naked, and they made him pose as Jesus on a cross for pornographic photos. This was a child. And then they, the, the, the guy who had done this to the little boy, much like other uh, people within the church, they give little necklaces or tiny little totems so that they're, they're basically tagging their victims so others in the church know, I can't touch little Timmy. He belongs to Father whatever. Horrific. More than just rape. I mean, they're literally making mock pornography of Christ on the cross. That was in the report. Go back and read it if you don't believe me. It's, it's horrific. It's hard to believe. But that's what's going on in the church. However... That doesn't mean that the church as an idea or a concept is a bad thing or an evil thing. All these reports about the Southern Baptists and how they've been involved in sexual abuse at the highest levels have been turned into a political stunt by the media. The media is accusing the Southern Baptists, mostly subtle, it's mostly subtle, but there are some more overt statements like this report here from the intelligencer that says the SBC is holding its annual meeting in Anaheim, California next month. And with these fresh allegations, it's probably going to take some of the wind out of the cells of militant conservatives who want the SBC to double down on political engagement by doing more to fight critical race theory and any hint of tolerance for feminism or LGBTQ rights. What does it have to do with sexual abuse? Why does it have to be made political? Because it doesn't matter what your politics are. The people that have to make everything political are possessed by politics. And you know what politics are, right? They're poly, many ticks, many ticks, many blood-sucking ticks. They're many parasites. And that's what demons are. So we might look at demons and spirits and think, well, demons and spirits, those are ideas confined to a superstitious ancient man. They're not real things. And if you actually believe in them, you're mentally ill. However, on the contrary, if you go back to 400 B.C. roughly, you can read that there were people hundreds of years before Christ who understood that things like mental disorders and things like certain diseases and illnesses were not actually caused by literal demons. They were basically understood as misunderstood diseases. I mean, they understood what some diseases were in those days, what some illnesses were, but a lot of the times it was attributed to spirits and demons. That was modern medicine at the time. Hippocrates wrote that he doesn't necessarily deny the existence of the gods, but that the idea of possession is just a poorly understood form of disease that's attributed to these types of deities. So that means ancient man and near-ancient man had a pretty good understanding of disease and a pretty good understanding of the difference between the anthropomorphized demons that we know today that we've turned into physical things and things that are more in the mind, things that are more 
in the body. And then that's that's where we get possession from. If you are if you are reacting in a way that is immoral, then one could say that you are possessed by the demon Oliser or Oliker. A-L-O-C-E-R. Kind of an obscure demon. But he tempts you into immorality. If someone is by their actions putridly disgusting, putridly obscene, like many of these Southern Baptists and Catholics and the lawyers that help them to cover it up and all the others involved, you could say that they were possessed by Astaroth, Astaroth the Ugly, as he is sometimes known. Because Astaroth is a putrid demon. And Astaroth, although he is a putrid demon, he also teaches the math and the science and all other forms of various types of, 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 of arts. So these demons, when you start to read about them, are both positive and negative. They can teach you math, science, philosophy, wisdom. But they can also do terrible, horrible things. They're, they're, they're not spirits that have existed in physical bodies as we know them. We anthropomorphize them. We manifest them in those ways that make sense to us. Ancient man understood and near ancient man understood that disease was not necessarily caused by spirits. That doesn't mean that spirits and gods and demons don't exist. It just means that they weren't necessarily caused by spirits, demons, or gods. That was modern psychology, modern medicine, modern psychiatry, and today... It's almost as if we've gone backwards where psychologists and psychiatrists will say, if you believe in demons, you're mentally ill. You're crazy. I mean, that's that's literally regressive because Hippocrates understood thousands of years ago that disease was not caused by an actual god or an actual demon. This was a concept. This was an anthropomorphized means to understand what was causing someone to be sick or to be ill. If Hippocrates understood that thousands of years ago, why can't modern psychologists and psychiatrists understand that? I think part of the reason is we not only make everything political, we make everything a matter of, 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 of literalism. We don't allow for subtlety. We don't allow for nuance. We don't allow for metaphor. And if you say something like, the Bible is, a, is partly a metaphor, People get really upset. The Bible's filled with symbols and stories, and some are true and some are metaphor. People get really upset. But on the other side of that equation, there are people that are using sex abuse and human trafficking in the church, Catholic, Baptist, etc., and they're using that as an excuse to demean, degrade, and destroy the church. I guarantee you that a large number of people that are accusing church officials of these things probably have not actually been abused. And they're probably being financed and, 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 and the lawsuits are and the lawyers are being paid. And th- th- these people are probably doing this through um, basically groups that are anti-God, that are anti-religion, that they hate the church. They're the same people that were so quick without thinking about it to say, yes, shut down the churches so they don't spread COVID-19. Any excuse to shut a church down, any excuse to shut a community down, any excuse to shut a family down, any excuse to shut down a community event. Because, I mean, they're, they're demons. That's, I mean, they personify demonic qualities. 
I, I just want it to be made clear that that doesn't mean that demons are physically walking. or It doesn't mean Astaroth is a physical being that's hanging out in the shadows. It's a symbol. It's a metaphor. If you do things that are immoral, if you do things that are lustful, I mean, immoral is Alasur, uh, lustful is Osmodeus. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If you do things that are serpentine, if you deceive using the truth, you are Lucifer. I mean, it doesn't matter what the demon is. It doesn't matter if they provide positive or negative uh, things. If they provide good familiars, it doesn't matter what they do. The demon is, a, is an anthropomorphized concept, just like the sun god. And our ancestors understood, Hippocrates understood that hundreds of years ago. Why can't we understand that? Why can't we comprehend that? Why can't we share that without every side of every political and religious argument trying to demean and degrade those people as being insane? It's an idea. It's a concept. And the funny thing is, to understand the Bible or the Quran or the Bhagavad Gita or whatever, to understand these texts in that way actually goes a long way to proving that what they are saying is actually rooted in reality and truth. They actually support science. They actually support psychology and psychiatry. What's mentally ill is to dismiss somebody and want to put them in a jacket and want to give them pills because they believe in spirits and demons. What's mentally ill is to dismiss all of these things and therefore the subtle complexities of such concepts to dismiss them, to disregard them so that you can be looked at as a great mind in a very materialistic world that is cut off from spirit and source. And that is the esoteric tradition. That is the occult manifestation of the world. That as the years go on, we become more physical, more crystallized. We become further separated from source. It's a natural process. And our, our inherent reliance, our compulsive reliance on technology has basically proven what the esotericists and the occultists have said for thousands of years. But it's not necessarily evil. If, I mean, it's maybe a necessary evil. But, you know, when, when we talk about things like uploading consciousness into a computer, I did a show a few weeks ago where we discussed this and how the idea is that in order to upload consciousness, like that movie Transcendence, what you would have to do, and this is not me saying this, this is, you know, big science tech publications. What you'd have to do is you would have to copy everything that is you, your likes, your dislikes, etc. Now, how they're going to do that, it's not by hooking you up to a machine in a bed in a warehouse like in Transcendence. It's through your data, through your information, through your likes, dislikes, location data, text messages, phone calls, emails, likes and dislikes on Facebook, social media sites like Twitter. That's you. That's the digital version of you. Once that's uploaded, because they can only copy it, they can't actually upload you, then the body, they say, can be disregarded. It can be dis or discarded of. And then they can use this digital avatar as the real you in the digital universe. And they say that will give you immortality. That will give you everlasting life, which is kind of a grotesque idea. 
It's an, it, I think it's a grotesque idea because what, what, is that, what does every religion for the most part teach? It teaches that through goodwill and you know, certain types of actions, you can obtain immortality by connecting with, with source, essentially. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I mean, that's just the basic idea. And I am an adherent to that idea. That doesn't make me religious. I'm, it's just the idea that through certain actions, you can conquer the animal self, you can override that, and you can become something that is more aligned with God. This is what magic professes to do. This is what religion originally professed to do. This is what philosophy does for the most part. You know, a, a, a true religion, a true philosophy, a, a true uh, uh, balanced uh, and objective, uh, reasonable observation of the world doesn't lock off the senses. It doesn't lock off spirit. It doesn't say everything is false except for what is in this book. It doesn't say all demons are just physical things that never actually existed. They just existed in the mind and people that believe them are insane. It's not that the, de- the demons are not making them insane. It, it's insane to reject them as ideas and concepts that, that, that helped our ancestors to understand what certain mental disorders were, what certain physical elements were. Because like I said, as Hippocrates believed, disease was not caused by gods. It was caused by other factors. They didn't fully understand them, but they knew it wasn't caused by a spirit or a demon. Why can't we understand that today? Our spirit and demon today that we accuse the ancient world or the near ancient world of believing in as the source of disease and all conflict and all types of horrible things in the world, our version of that today is modern medicine that cannot accept that the mind has any connection to the body, that cannot accept that the brain has a connection to the stomach, that can't accept that there's anything animating these bodies. They're just gross material. Something has to animate them. Call it spirit, call it soul. It doesn't prove or disprove anything it, it is it is a, it is a concept that's the soul that's the spirit that's the animating driving force in all of us they call that crazy to believe in that because psychiatry and psychology it's it's basically edward bernays propaganda it, it's basically modern mind control that's why I do, I do not trust psychologists i do not trust psychiatrists because they do to the mind what a lot of doctors do to the body Everything is a disease. Everything can be cured with pills. Everything can be cured with a shot. Everything can be cured with surgery. Everything can be cured with a doctor smacking you in the face. Just like in the church, everything can be cured with some guy on stage hitting somebody in the head and telling them, Jesus says you can walk now. It's all hysteria. That's what I'm getting at. It's hysteria. It's uncontrolled emotional states that usually are grossly expanded when they are in a collective group. When people are in a group together, that, that's the hive mind, and that's when things get dangerous. And I feel that part of, part of the reason for, for this type of immoral behavior, whether that's in the Baptist church, the Catholic church, it's in politics. I mean, to, see, today they're saying the Baptists are just, it's a bunch of pedophiles and, and people that abuse children. Sure, it's there, but that doesn't mean that's, all Baptists. I grew up Baptist. I'm not Baptist now. That doesn't mean I'm a pedophile. Well, we got to stop just blanket labeling everybody. Blanket, you know, uh, identifying everybody. And I can be guilty of it too. I mean, personally, I can't really be around liberals anymore. Real liberals, okay. But liberals that are progressive, I, I just, I physically, like, I get, I want to throw up. Because they're so angry and so violent and so aggressive and so biased that you cannot have a conversation with them. But again, that doesn't mean all liberals. 
And likewise, that doesn't mean I want to hang out with conservatives. It's not a political thing. And when you make it a political thing, like, well, the Baptists are raping kids because they're conservatives. It's no different than the people that are saying, hey, the liberals are raping kids because they're liberals. The problem here, going back to psychology, I think is something called moral licensing. When, you, when you're a Christian, when you're a Muslim, when you're a Jew, when you're whatever, and you do good things, and there are people that do really good things in, in these churches and people that don't even have a church or a mosque or a temple to go to. They're just decent people. They try to do the right thing. But the, the problem with that is sometimes there's balance in the world. And when you do the right thing, sometimes bad things can happen to balance it out. And sometimes that bad thing that happens isn't you being, you know, uh, you know, robbed or having, you know, being in a car wreck. What what the bad thing is, is you decide deep in the unconscious that I did something good. So that means I can do something bad. When we're talking about dieting and, and health and losing weight, they, they call that moral licensing. When we're talking about something like climate change, they call that moral licensing. Um, I read a book called How Not to Diet by uh, Dr. Michael Greger. And he talks about moral licensing in the same way that Bjorn Lomberg, the environmentalist, talks about people who are advocates of climate change legislation. Totally unrelated books, totally unrelated people, but they talk about it in the same way. People who have some kind of diet and they do their diet for a certain amount of time tend to allow themselves to cheat because, well, I did good one day. I can have something else that's bad the next day. And people that believe well, you know, I care about the climate, so that means I don't necessarily have to take care of it. You want proof of that? A study was conducted at Michigan and Cornell Universities with 600 adults reporting their climate change beliefs. The participants were broken into three groups. They were asked about their personal habits of recycling, using public transport, buying environmentally friendly consumer products, and reusing shopping bags. According to the report, according to the study, the highly concerned group was the least likely. People that really wanted climate change action were the least likely to take individual action, but they were the most insistent on government action. The skeptical group, in contrast, was the most likely to recycle, use public transportation, and do other environmentally sound things all on their own. Skeptics were least likely to do any kind of government. They wanted, they wanted basically no government regulation or mandates, but they were in the category of wanting or choosing to do some of the things that were more environmentally friendly. And that's just one of numerous studies. Another one conducted at the University of Toronto. People were assigned to purchase items from one of two online shopping sites, identical products, but one was considered green. Then they were taken and put into an unrelated task of playing basically a game, answering questions, and they were told nobody's watching. When you get the question right, you get the answer right, you can take money out of this envelope. The people that bought green products were more likely to lie, to cheat, and to steal. People that say, I'm a good Christian, tend to be more likely to do things that are very unchristian. People that tell you, I'm a good liberal, I take care of the environment, I like black people, they tend to be very anti-environment. Their actions do not align with their words or their beliefs, or their proposed beliefs that they want you to believe they believe, and they tend to be the most racist, most bigoted people. Anyone who has to constantly tell you, I'm a good person, probably isn't a good person because it's the demon on your shoulder. It's the demon whispering to you societally. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I'm a good, usually not a good person. People that can't be humble about things, usually they're, 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 not, they're not good folks. 
And this is all part of the politics of possession, the possession of politics. We're going to continue this in the final segment tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. rdgable at yahoo.com. Big announcement next week. Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the edge of thought and consciousness, it's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Everything is reduced to a political reduction. Everything has to be about one political side being better than the other. And that's not just your classical political parties. Everything is is reduced to politics, is it not? Child abuse, sex abuse, human trafficking in the Catholic Church, 
must be a political problem because a lot of conservatives tend to be Christian, so that must mean the conservatives are involved in that. And because of a number of high-level Democrats involved with Jeffrey Epstein, that must mean all Democrats are also pedophiles and blackmailers. That's just how the system works. That's just how blackmail works. It has nothing to do with your politics or your religion. It's just that's how, this, that's how it works. Southern Baptists are being accused once again of having rampant sexual abuse within their organization, just like the Catholic Church. And there's no doubt that that is a fact. That is certainly the case, whether it's the Baptists, the Catholics, you name it. But we do have to pause and acknowledge that there are some that are so hell-bent, no pun intended, on taking God and church away from communities that they will use the horrific abuse of children and others, sexual or otherwise, to further demean, degrade, and destroy those institutions. They're the same people that hate families. They're the same people that hate children. They're the same people who wanted to close churches down to stop the spread of a disease. They're the same people that just hate religious freedom. They want to impose their anti-religious expressions on you. However, no matter how many people are utilizing these precedences against the churches, Baptist or Catholic, to exploit them, to demean, degrade, and destroy them, that should again never take away from the fact that a lot of these cases, if not a majority of them, are real, and there are active cover-ups today, not just going back 10, 15, 20 years in the case of the Baptist churches, there are active cover-ups today of child abuse, child sex abuse, rape, torture, and bizarre ritualistic ceremonial behaviors. The report in Pennsylvania of 300 or so predator priests, I think it was 301 they called it predator priests from a grand jury, that report found that a child in one case was actually being used small child, they were being stripped naked and they were put in front of a cross where they were literally meant to mock Christ as a little naked boy, this little naked boy, mock Christ. And then they were given a little totem, a little necklace, so that others in the church would identify that little boy. Timmy belongs to Father John. And I can't touch Timmy because he's Father John's property. It's the Boy Scouts. Look at the Boy Scouts of America. Rampant sexual abuse. Rampant. Why? Does that mean the Boy Scouts are bad? Does that mean the church is bad? It means people go to the Boy Scouts of America because they know they will have easier access to their prey. They go into the church to be respected members of society so they can get easier access to prey. They're predators. They're conservative predators, liberal predators. None of that crap matters. None of that political mumbo-jumbo matters. Yet the media wants to make it all about the political mumbo-jumbo. Even when we're talking about something like, I start with the word hysteria, and I firmly believe you go to a comedy show, you go to church on Sunday, it doesn't have to be negative. You can go to a comedy show. 
people are whipped up into a frenzy by jokes that they like or, in some cases, jokes that they don't like. The guy that attacked Dave Chappelle on stage admitted that he didn't like Dave Chappelle making jokes about LGBTQ people. That was in the news yesterday. And, of course, Will Smith supposedly, organically, slapped Chris Rock because he didn't like the joke about his wife, even though he laughed at it. It's pretty dangerous to be a comedian. It's pretty dangerous to have free thoughts and to push the boundaries of what's acceptable when you have free speech, isn't it? But that just shows you the hysteria. That just shows you the uncontrollable emotional responses to things. And people have apparently an inability to take a deep breath and uh, realize it was just a joke or take a deep breath and realize other people have opinions that are different than yours and free speech means they get to express them without you hitting them or attacking them. And if you hit them or attack them, that is a crime. That's not you expressing your free speech. That's not you protesting and expressing your right to protest. That's just a crime. But even when we talk about something like hysteria, I love that word because that's what it is. It's hysteria. It's hysteria. We talk about something like hysteria. You might have heard recently that the DSM has accepted a form of possession into uh, their diagnosis of certain mental or you know physical types of disorders. The DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 4th edition, acknowledges the existence of something called Disassociative Trance and Possession Disorders, and this goes back a couple of years actually. They name it Disassociative Trance Disorder. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of these disorders, and you know we can break them down. Maybe there's a meaning, a reason to break them down, but it's just kind of like everything else. It's just like ADHD. How do we know if a child has ADHD? Well, they like to climb, and they have energy. Don't all kids have energy? Don't all kids like to climb? Well, yes, they do. That's why they have ADHD. Taking a natural thing, turning it into a disease so you can sell drugs. That's, that's what usually happens. And I think modern psychology and psychiatry does the same exact type of thing. Developmental trauma disorder, DTD, pathological possession trance, PPT, or disassociative trance disorder. Possession trance is a, is a term that is utilized throughout various cultures around the world. It's known as the replacement of a personal identity, customary sense, or identity customary sense by a new identity. So it's basically like multiple personalities. Switching one identity for another identity feels a lot like possession. Developmental trauma disorder is a childhood syndrome that was formulated to complement and extend the post-traumatic stress disorder diagnosis, mostly of, uh, from what I've read, of, of younger children. But of course, this and it starts in younger children, then you, you get older. But it has, has a lot to do with you know emotional behaviors, cognitive behaviors, etc., a lot, lot to do with trauma, trauma bonding, etc. Pathological possession trance is a component of DDT, uh, DTD, not DDT, DTD, developmental trauma disorder. And PPT, pathological possession trance, is claimed to be similar to disassociative identity dis- uh, disorder. So, I mean, even when you read the official definitions of these things, it, it's all the same thing. They're just trying to figure out a way to isolate it so they can have new definitions, new drugs, new methods of healing, just to expand their practices and, 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 and their professions. As far as I'm concerned, that's all that it is. Then there's also disassociative trance disorder, 
disassociative trance disorder, which is a, a little bit different than developmental trauma disorder. It's just all, it's total nonsense. It's basically single or episodic disturbances in a state of consciousness, identity, or memory that are usually indigenous to a particular location. So we, we have a lot of different types of these DTDs. They include, for example, in Indonesia, they have something called AMOC. AMOC means unreasoning murderous rage. Unreasoning murderous rage. Someone is thrust into a state of hysteria and they go on a murderous rampage. In places like Malaysia, other parts of Southeast Asia, there's something called Lata, and that is a condition in which abnormal behaviors result from a person experiencing a sudden shock. Could be maybe a car wreck, somebody dies, and when the person becomes surprised by whatever this thing is, they typically engage in behaviors like screaming, cursing, uh, and this is mostly in Southeast Asia, this is how they classify it, uh, uncontrollable dance movements, uncontrollable laughter, and they'll tend to mimic the words or actions of people around them. There's also in uh, Arctic regions something called Piblokto. That's a condition mostly appearing in the Inuit, uh, Northwest Greenlandic Inuit societies living in the Arctic Circle. It's a cultural-specific hysterical reaction, uh, mostly in women who perform irrational or dangerous acts followed by amnesia of the event. So they don't even, they don't even remember the event. Then there's also something, and this one comes from Latin America, and I don't honestly know how to pronounce this. Um, Atica de nervois. nervois. It, it, it translates to attack of the nerves. It's a psychological syndrome identified among cultures of Latino descent. So when, when you, these are just different cultural forms of hysteria, cultural forms of uh, possession, basically disassociative trance disorder. So when we're thinking of, of, of some type of possessive trance, we're talking about personal identity being replaced with a new identity. Possession. Now, if you want to find possession in the world today, look no further than people that identify as animals, that identify as three or four different sexes every hour. That is clinically a possessive trance disorder, especially when you have young kids that suddenly identify as things not because they're playing dress-up, but because their parents encourage them to believe in these things due to some politically expedient ideology that gives the parents social credit within the political spectrum. So when you have these kinds of forms of possession, um, they can be manufactured in the case of these types of new identities that can pop up by the minute, by the hour. Or you have cases like, and I find this one to be the most interesting, in Southeast Asia, the, the Lata condition, Lata is when people who are surprised by something, shocked by something, start screaming, cursing, they start dancing, they have uncontrollable laughter, and they start mimicking the words and actions of people around them. There's another definition another term for that it's called and i've talked about it on the show before it's called psychic or social contagion it's the communication of a nervous disorder or lesser psychological symptom by imitation it's mass hysteria it's the spread of ideas attitudes or behavior patterns in a group through irrational behavior through imitation and conformity they also refer to it 
as behavioral contagion. Now, we can find cases, and I've talked about this on the show before too, you can find cases of laughter, of dancing, and even of disease in which psychic or social contagion is the driving force. It's not something somebody ate or something somebody drank, although that certainly could be the case. It's something that somebody thinks. And based on the action of one person, others start to mimic it. Others start to conform. A few people put on masks and others start to conform to it. Whether they watch the news or not, they start to get scared. Maybe I should wear a mask. People start to wear two masks. Maybe I should wear two masks. Even if you disagree with it, you do it what? Because of other people? You, 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 you feel that you should put the mask on for other people? Is that the reason why? Let me tell you this. I don't care if you're pro-anti or any other group or category of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. The fact is most people wear them because it's a cultural conformity. So you conform to the culture and you are not excommunicated and laughed at or harassed. That's why people put masks on. And that's the same form of psychic social contagion that is responsible for people that wear them because they honestly think they're going to get sick or they're going to get other people sick. You don't have to look at data, facts, or anything. You just listen to what somebody on TV tells you. They put you into a hypnotic state. You do it because I'm doing what's better for the community. I believe in science. It's all hysteria. It's all part of the psychic social contagion. It's basically symptoms of imitation, mass hysteria through the spread of lies, even the truth through ideas and attitudes, behavior patterns, etc. And people follow along. People follow along because, well, they have a white lab coat on. People follow along because, well, that's CNN. People follow along because, well, they're a doctor, they're a teacher, they're a scientist. People follow along just as much in the mainstream community as the alternative community. I mean, let, let me tell you this. By no means do I think that there should be some kind of dismissing of other forms of doctors because they're not MDs. But I find it hard to understand how there are so many doctors who are not actually even doctors in some cases that can be called doctors because they have a doctorate in something else and they use that title to gain attention, to gain credibility, etc., and I find that to be kind of kind of wrong. But I also find it, you know, to be fair, I find it kind of wrong that we hold doctors to such high esteem. That just means you were brainwashed for additional amounts of time in college, as far as I'm concerned. But it, it, it doesn't really matter what, what I think about those things. The point is, when you think about uncontrollable actions, laughter, dancing, dancing movements, screaming, cursing, whether it's the amok, the lata, the piblokta, or the, the, the nervous system disorders in Latin America, it, it's all psychic social contagion. It could relate to, this has been documented in Hong Kong with anorexia, where there's no cases hardly of anorexia, just a few. And then cer- certainly because there's a tension in the media focused on anorexia back in the 90s, more people feel comfortable to say, hey, maybe I have anorexia, maybe I need help, or p- families help their pe- people that have it, they get, they get help. But... There's an explosion of anorexia in the 90s in Hong Kong, and psychologists believe it's because they put attention on it in the media. People start to identify with it, and then suddenly everybody has the condition. 
Look at what uh, Palm Springs, California is doing. Palm Springs, California is telling residents if you identify as something other than your main biological sex at birth, we'll give you $900 a month. They're literally paying people off. Literally. And that helps to spread the contagion. Talk about a disease and a pandemic. Now, these are just what we might call nervous disorders. These are people acting in concert with others because this is what the mob's doing. This is what the hive's doing. This is not a political issue, but everybody wants to make it a political issue. In fact, I read a story, I read a study today called A Critical Review of Disassociative Trance and Possession Disorders, Etiological, Diagnostic, Therapeutic, and Nosological Issues. Here's what the study said. Although the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 4th edition, acknowledges the existence of disassociative trance and possession disorders, simply named Disassociative Trance Disorder, DTD, it asks for further studies to assess its clinical utility in the DSM-5. So they conducted a study on this. They looked at hundreds of cases, dozens of articles around the world of DTD, and here's what they concluded. Data strongly suggest the inclusion of DTD in the DSM-5 provided certain adjustments are implemented. DTD is a widespread disorder that can be understood as a global idiom of distress. I was with them up until this point. Probably underdiagnosed in Western countries owing to cultural biases whose incidence could increase given the rise the rising flow of migration. Everything has to be political. Oh, there's stress and anxiety in the West. It's not because businesses are shut down and people can't pay their bills. It's because there's brown people coming across the border. That's why people are stressed. But it also isn't happening because if you believe that, then you believe in the great replacement theory and that makes you a a white supremacist. Everything has to be reduced to politics. Southern Baptists involved in sex abuse scandals from yesterday till God knows when. And yet, the left calls them pedophiles. And the left calls them all these these horrible things. When, yeah, if you're doing that to kids, then yeah, sure. But then when the right calls the left that, the left says, that's not true. We don't do that kind of thing, even though the left is just as involved as the right is. And it's not left or right issue. It's not a political issue. But in order to get there to that understanding, you have to understand it's not a left or right issue. So you have to say left or right. The political hysteria is a social psyche contagion. All of the identity disorder or the identity non-disorder, because we don't really consider it a disorder now, we actually we consider it a disorder to ask why a seven-year-old wants to have their penis ripped off. That we, we consider questioning that a disorder. But that's part of the social psyche contagion. I mean, if you go back and you look, look at how the Catholic Church defines possession. They define possession in regard to an exorcism as being something that is something that comes into your body, something that takes possession of you, a demon, an evil spirit, it could come from a you know a, from a person, a place, or a thing, and and they are believed to possess or infest you. 
and you become instruments of their will. If we go back to what Hippocrates said, though, he said that, and this was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago, showing that our ancestors certainly understood that there are other reasons for why people are sick. It's not just because of the gods. It's not just because of spirits. But Hippocrates said that it's not that he dismisses that there are gods or goddesses, spirits, demons, etc. It's that he didn't believe that they were the cause of disease. There was, an under, there was a misunderstood, a misidentified reason for why somebody was sick. That's a very reasonable assessment. That's a very logical thing. You would think that that didn't exist in the ancient world, but it did, based on the writings of people that lived during that time. You would also think that over the years we could understand the same concept. We could understand that if somebody believes in demons, like I believe in demons, but if I say that, people think I'm either religious or I'm insane or both. But hold on a second. I believe in the concept, the anthropomorphization of what a demon represents. It represents an emotional state. It could represent a state of hysteria when someone is hysterical, acting out emotionally, acting out immorally, possessed by the demon Alasar, or possessed by Astaroth when you conduct yourself in a very grotesque and putrid way. Or if you're very lustful, possessed by the demon Asmodeus. Or you're very serpentine, you lie, especially when you lie using the truth. You're very Luciferian. These are concepts. It's, it's, it's a metaphor. Sometimes it's an analogy. They're anthropomorphized ideas, anthropomorphized conditions, so you better understand what they are. You personify that condition as a physical entity. Does that make me insane to understand that? Or does it make someone insane to look at, look at what I just said and listen to what I just said and tell me I'm insane because they refuse to accept metaphor, they refuse to accept a symbol, they refuse to accept something that, it, that should be the basis of their psychological study to understand the conscious and unconscious mind. But that's not what psychiatry and psychology do today. Psychology and, psychology and psychiatry today, just like pharmaceutical companies, they're looking for basic human Attitudes, actions, feelings, emotions, etc. So they can label them disorders and pump you full of drugs and use you to experiment with new forms of mind control techniques in a psychiatry or psychology office. That's what most psychologists and psychiatrists do. And they're intimately tied in with the Bernays type marketers and advertisers that dictate to you what you should buy, how you should dress, how you should think, how you should act and what you should eat, what you should do for fun. It, it, that's it's psychology. It's psychiatry. You talk about being possessed. Well, those people are possessed by something. It's, not, it's probably not a demon. It's probably an ideology. They're the same ones that are saying that children should be encouraged to get sex reassignment surgery before they're old enough to even know, you know anything. I mean, ask a kid at 10 years, what do you want to do when you're 30? I don't know. I just turned 30. I don't know what I wanted to do when I was 15 years old in high school. They asked me that question or 12 years old. How's a kid know what, what they want their, their, their penis cut off or not? The people that are promoting that, 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 that is demonic. That is literally evil because you are removing an organ that literally can create life. That is the fundamental definition of evil. E-V-I-L. Evil. Evil. As Mermaid Man says on SpongeBob, evil. It's evil. L-I-V-E-V-I-L. That doesn't make me a Christian, though. It's like I'm just so tired of the identities of the labeling of, of, of the possessions 
the, the political possessions, the religious possessions, the, the, the hive mind collectivized ideological possessions of both the left, right, up, down, middle, center, everywhere. Yes, the Baptists have conducted themselves in a horrific and evil way. They have abused children. They have abused people in their congregations. But that doesn't mean that Baptists are all evil. Same thing with Catholics. However, that also doesn't mean that those people that are involved in that shouldn't be tried and put in prison. It doesn't mean that those people shouldn't be removed from places of power where they can continue to prey on innocent people or weak people. That's why people go to the Boy Scouts and go to the church anyway because they have easier access to prey and usually easier access to people that are in a tough spot. That's why they come to the church and then they're preyed upon. And it's not just men, by the way. It's also nuns that have ruthlessly and brutally raped children. And for those people that want to play coy and be like, how's a nun going to rape rape a little boy or a little girl? They don't have penises. Don't be coy with me. You know what they do. Okay, you know what they do. I mean, should I tell you what they Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know what they do. Let me tell you what they do. In one of the reports, nuns were taking crucifixes and vaginally raping little girls with crucifixes. Violently. Bloody. Does that do it for you? Or is it just all men still? Because the nuns are doing the same kind of thing because they're predators, just like the female nurses who would kill people, like the woman in Texas, would kill people in the hospital by giving them overdoses of drugs, not giving them the things that they needed, would kill people because she was a she was a murdering psychopath. It's not male or female. It's not left or right. It's not Christian, Muslim, or even atheist. It's people that are psychotic. It's people that are possessed by ideology, people that are possessed by a spirit of something. It could be the spirit of politics. It could be the possession of politics or the politics of possession. Call it what you will. These organizations and groups also give people quite a bit of moral licensing to feel like they can do whatever they want to do. I mean, people that buy green products and people that are concerned with the environment are more likely to lie, cheat, and steal in every major study. You buy green products because you think you're saving the environment, then you are more likely to lie, cheat, and steal. Bottom line. If you are vocal about, we want government action and all these different things, we want government action and racism, you are more likely to be racist. If you want government action for climate change, you're more likely to be anti-environment. You are more likely to do things that are not environmentally sound. See, the rest of us don't have to constantly yell about how much we care. We just do. The people that have to yell and scream about it are just like products in the grocery store. They have to yell and scream and tell you, we've got vitamin A, we've got vitamin D, we've got this, that, this, that. Apples, bananas, carrots, kale, blueberries. They don't have to yell and tell you they've got antioxidants or vitamin C or whatever. They just do. The rest of us that are living our lives not having to yell about those things are not possessed. And we look around, we see a lot of people that are possessed by ideology, by group, hive mind, collectivized belief systems that are primarily dominated by social psychic contagions where people literally spread their ideas and their attitudes and, and, and behavior patterns by mimicking others, and that helps to spread the contagion. Talk about an irony when we're facing all these concerns over monkeypox and COVID-19. Well, we're suffering from disease. It's just a disease of the mind. It's a moral corruption. 
It's a disease that, yeah, is brought on by spirits and demons. They're just not necessarily anthropomorphized. They're, they're concepts. Can anthropomorphize them, but they're just concepts. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I hope that you enjoyed the show tonight and understood where I was coming from. As always, if you'd like to support us, please subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. You get access to all the shows, all the montages, my digital books, private RSS feed as well, and you'll also get early access to the show. My books are on the website, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. Check out our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. The links are on the site, along with our Patreon page for behind-the-scenes content. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, TST underscore underscore radio on Twitter. We're also on Gab and Gitter. Send us a message. Keep up to date with The Secret Teachings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Next week, a big announcement coming. For those of you who want a sneak peek, check out our announcement on social media for that. And stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. The music again tonight, White Bat Audio. 